0: Hey, everybody. Thank you for checking out the Real Abhinav Audio Experience. I just want to let you know, even if you don't finish this episode, that I have tremendous amount of love for you, and I wish nothing but good things to come for you this year. Even though we're going through a crazy crisis globally, I know that it's going to get better, and I know deep inside you do too, which is why you're here. Today, I have a very special guest. I have Rocky Sharma here, who I met on LinkedIn, who pretty much writes herself as a leadership potential coach, which was a little bit different than what I see everybody trying to be a life coach. And one of the things that really attracted me towards this conversation was uh, your posts. And, and, and Rocky, one of the things that stood out to me was talking about growth mindset versus success mindset. And I think a lot of us don't know the difference. Do you care to share what that is all about? Uh,
1: Hi. Actually, to be very honest, uh, this is something i this is something that i learned pretty late in life right uh, when i started my journey we were always we are always taught to be successful you know we've always told you need to be successful in your life everybody talks about success but nobody talks about how to succeed right. what is the main ingredients that take you to success right so when i started my journey i realized that growth mindset people think that success will bring growth
0: Hey guys, I just wanted to step in here real quick and let you know that we also have this full conversation live on YouTube where you can see the video of both of us talking. I tend to feel like video captures a little bit more human emotion and you get to really see what someone's reaction was to a statement. So if you're interested in checking that out, you can go to YouTube and search for Blossom Media Studio. Now let's get back to this episode.
1: Right? That's right. That means when you are successful, you you will grow as a human being, as a your potential will grow, your knowledge will grow, your mindset will grow, your abilities will grow. And if you really ask me, I think it is the other way around. When you grow, when your mindset is a growth mindset, when you start growing as an individual in your capabilities and your capacities, as a leader, as a uh, as an entrepreneur, or as a person, it is then that success comes. So it is always the growth that takes over this is is the first step towards success right and not the other way around right and uh, and not many people understand that because if you look at it when we are asked to choose between uh we ask for w- what do you want to do in your life people will look for a better job than a better career
0: right because it's the immediate simplest thing right yes rather than the long-term. That's a very good distinction because when we're looking at success, we're always looking at the last final product. When we look at someone successful, we see them today. We don't really get to see what they were like while they were in that journey. And and we oftentimes confuse ourselves with like, well, if I had success, then I would would have everything. But that's not the case. So you have to put the steps in place there.
1: Yeah, I always give a very beautiful example of that. I always say that if you look at... uh... Sachin Tendulkar. if you look at big stars, none of them need to, uh, need. they don't need, uh, they are identified by the skill they have rather than who they have become. They have become whatever they have become because of their skills and not the other way around. They, right. He wasn't Sachin Tendulkar and then learned how to bat.
0: <laughs> right, right. He practiced the skills and then yes. that eventually made him one of the best cricket players so, ever. Yeah.
1: So he, So he invested in his growth which landed him to success.
0: Wow, that's a very, very good distinction. Yeah. You know, one thing that I could speak to this about is is the idea of sacrifice because when you're trying to achieve success, that's one of the most fundamental things that I think is is important to understand is is the concept of sacrifice and this idea that f- first off i want I want to talk about sacrifice in a, in a bigger picture. you know how did human beings figure out that sacrifice was important? How did we figure out that investing in the potential future? Is in our benefit. You know, how did we figure out that if we sacrificed the pleasures of today for a better tomorrow so we could negotiate with the future by spending the time today because we think it's going to help us in the future? How did that even come to be? So I I don't know the answer to that really, but it's an evolutionary, uh, you know, journey that human beings have taken where we have built the culture and society that we have today because we've sacrificed a lot of things along the way to build a better future. And same thing comes with, you know, success is You're putting efforts in daily towards your growth, which will make you better and allow you to accept the challenges that are going to come in the future, which will be of a much greater degree than potentially what you can handle today. You know, and so this idea of sacrifice goes hand in hand with the growth mindset, in my opinion, is that you have to agree that this is something you're going to do for the long run and it will eventually get you there.
1: Actually, you've asked, uh, you've nailed a a beautiful question here, right? Right. Honestly, I can simplify it for you in a, in a very, very, uh, very basic uh, ground level understanding. I believe uh, sacrifices, sacrifice is the value you pay for whatever you want in life, mm. right? Whatever we do, whatever we seek, there is a value that needs to be. There is a value of that thing, right? And yes. those who pay ultimately make that sacrifice. Right. So people who don't sacrifice will never grow.
0: Yes, you'll never be able People to know. People
1: who pay the price will grow. That's
0: very true. Very, very good point.
1: So, so I'll give you another example of this. When I started my journey of growth, I left television for almost five years. Because I thought it was eating my lot of time, right? I was not doing what I really should be doing.
0: You mean watching TV? Thing,
1: I used to. I, I see. Was talking about, I'm talking about more than almost a decade back right got it and um and um, and now i don't because i don't want it it has it's eliminated from my life it doesn't it's not there anymore and even my circle i have a very close circle now because i have paid the price of because i have chosen people i want to be with i want people who are who have the grown mindset i want people who are who are you know create that atmosphere of learning for me i don't want people uh, who who do not even understand growth.
0: Right, right.
1: So, so I, yeah.
0: Please. No, no, go ahead. I, I wanted you to finish your thought and I'll ask.
1: And uh, so these sacrifices, every sacrifice, uh, and the, another way to look at sacrifices uh, is also gratitude, right? Because yes. whatever you achieve in your life, you there is, has to be a gratitude to where you start. And when that gratitude comes and you make uh, sacrifices which are not even demanded of you, from you, you might not even want, you might not need to make them, but you still make them.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Because that's how you set it yourself up. Like you said, you know, if you invest in it today, it's going to pay off tomorrow. And you won't know what that benefit is until you do the sacrifice today, until you maybe go for a walk, you know, for an hour a day or whatever it is that you need to do. You won't know that you're going to lose weight in a month or two months or three months because you have to do a daily task. It's the same thing, right? If you're going to be a writer, you got to sit there and write every day and then eventually you'll have a book. But it's not going to happen in one sitting either. It's it's a very, very important concept that I think a lot of times we forget because of, uh, you know, I can relate this to social media. You said, you know, you walked away from watching TV. But I think nowadays everyone's attention is on a screen, whether it's a laptop, a tablet or a phone. Um, You know, we're bombarded with so much data today that I think the average person can see probably two to three hundred pieces of uh, content a day and think about all the different possible things that flow into to it, you know, indirectly and and how that can potentially influence your mindset. You know, and that helps me kind of go to the next part of this conversation, which is around it's easy to get very judgmental about your own life when you see everyone else's, uh, polished pieces of content online. So I'd love to know, how do you deal with that in your way? And what's, what's your kind of trick to staying authentic and continuing to not, you know, shake from your mental peace around, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's like, how do you not really lose your mental peace when there's so much to gather and so much to take in? and it it definitely influences us so how do you stay authentic in that way
1: uh, One thing i had always been very sure of that i will not um, i will be very very focused about what i want from a life and i know that if i keep my focus if i uh, defocus from what i want right i will not achieve what i want so every time i lose my focus i keep telling myself i keep i just tell to myself raki you just just deviating, and do you really want to lose all your years, mm-hmm. all your, you know, hard work? And that just kicks me back because if you really ask me, I understood this very early, in, uh, early while I was understanding behaviors that our mind is very beautiful, is made very beautiful. You know, a simple reminder can bring the focus of our mind to, to what we wanted to focus on which is just about how, what you are talking to yourself, what are you reminding in your brain so that you concentrate on what you want. So, uh, there is something called RAS, which is a radar in our brain. Okay. Which actually picks, uh, picks information that we give them and it, it, it kind of attracts the same information around you. Okay. Like I can give you an example of that. Like if you buy a car, right, uh, you buy a car uh, thinking that uh, this is a different car, but when you get out of the uh, showroom and you Get get onto the road. You will see same same brand same type of car around you yep. It's not that you bought it and everybody has bought it at the same time It is because you're a radar because you picked the car your radar started uh, Took the ownership of it and started picking up the same brand
0: I, Yeah, that's a very very good point. Yeah and, and you mentioned that you keep yourself very focused. So I'm curious, what is your philosophy about life in that sense? You know, what do you believe, you know, your purpose is in this time and space? And I know that's a very loaded question and it changes over time for everybody. But since you said you are very focused, I'd be curious to know, where is your attention for uh, the potential future at this point in your life? I um, I
1: always always define, you know, I became a coach uh, because my purpose was aligned to the this uh, this career i uh, wanted to you know uh, create something that would uh, that would help people in understanding themselves right uh, i started this journey pretty late in life and i didn't i don't want people to you know wait for so long so one of my purposes was to make people think better mm. so how do you make people think better is when you Make them uh, understand that change is something that they can intentionally have to uh, choose, right? We think with age, we change. We think with experience, we change. However, that is half truth. The real truth is, unless you become intentional about what you want to change in your health, right. that, changes, that change doesn't serve the purpose.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost like saying, like, you're for sure going to age, right? Everybody gets old, even if they don't try. But do you intentionally grow... In, in the way that you kind of wanted to, that requires, you know very clear understanding as to what it is that you're looking for and seeking for. One of the interesting things to talk about is goals in that sense, right? Because a lot of people that I that you talk to, or maybe I've talked to in the past for me, in my experience, they don't necessarily have goals defined. and 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 I'm not judging them for that. but what that really means is if you don't have an idea as to where you would like to be, you have no way of metric you have no metric to really decide whether or not you've met your goal because you won't know when you failed because you've never defined a criteria for success so you wouldn't know if you're actually moving towards something or away from your goal and sooner or later you know you'll end up realizing okay well i'm just kind of running in place i'm not going anywhere and then maybe you decide to have a have a change of heart at that moment but a lot of times when we don't have some sort of a vision about how we want ourselves to be for a potential future. We don't really know how to act today to make that happen. And I'd be curious if there's some misunderstandings that you've come across from your coaching life and from your clients and working with people. What, what kind of things do people tend to misunderstand about growth and about their potential future? And uh, what can you tell those people?
1: That's a loaded one. Every question <laughs> I ask is a very loaded one. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, but, um, okay. Um, okay, let me start from something, yeah. from the beginning. I believe, um, you know, when I realized that I was very good at simplifying things, hmm. right? I, I understood way early in life. I had, I'm had i the eldest in my family. So I always was there as a leader, helping my uh, cousins, my own brothers, my uncle because in in india it's always a joint family everybody's together right so i realized that i was very good at simplifying things i was always go i was always focused on what i want and i always found way to do that uh that was very clear in my mind from the very beginning so when i started my growth journey which was pretty late in life i started it at the age of 35 so
0: still pretty young so
1: i (laughs) yeah you can say that so uh, when I started this journey I there were certain things that um, there were certain quotes that had a huge impact on me one was what you want wants you Mm -hmm. so here this was given to me by one of my mentors and he told me to actually think about this quote for at least two days before you come to any conclusion and he said uh, and I just sat back and thought we all want a lot of things in life, but we don't get it. So this code doesn't stand a chance. How? Why is? Why was this code given to me? And uh, once I started thinking around it, I realized that what it meant was what you what you want here is the action you do. Hmm. So the, if you keep doing action towards what you want, you will get it.
0: That seems pretty pragmatic and logical to me when you talk about it that way. But. I think I can speak to sort of the psychological block, at least in my perspective, is a lot of times we won't take an action if we don't think that there's a big enough outcome that could come out at this small step. For example, if you want to be this writer, right, you want to write a book, and you know you're going to have to spend a lot of time doing it, but we're always thinking about I need to have that perfect, you know, four hours in the day where there's nobody that's going to come and bother me, and I'm going to be able to sit in this quiet space, and I'm going to have my Zen place, put some music on, and I'm just going to sit there and write. And the reality is, you know, with, with most people's day to day, and if especially if you have a job and if you're trying to, you know, raise children or whatever, be involved in your community, it's, it's not likely that's going to happen unless you very intentionally have made your schedule to be that way. So is it not worth it for you to write for five minutes a day? But to our mind, it doesn't seem like that's enough of a reason to get started because it's too small, right? It doesn't feel like that's going to get you towards that bigger goal. But it's really the small, small stones that turn into the bricks that eventually build your house and and that's really I think what you're kind of talking about it here
1: exactly you know uh, then I like almost thirteen years back, I decided that I will read and write every day mm. and I've been doing this for the last thirteen years, no matter what, even if it is twelve o'clock at night before sleeping, I have to read. At least two pages. If nothing, if if I don't have time, otherwise I always I read every day. If you look at my blog, I've got more than one hundred and fifty or two hundred odd blogs on my blog, which I I didn't even realize that I've written them. Right? I already have a book in 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 those blogs. Right. So we don't understand that the power of small is huge.
0: Yeah, that's a really really and, good quote right there. The power of small is huge.
1: Yeah, and secondly. I always tell people. We always talk about self-believe. We talk about believing in ourselves. I believe more than self-believe. What is more, impo- most important is your faith in your dreams and yourself and
0: mm-hmm. your
1: hope. Because why I say faith? Faith is something uh, we all experience, right? As in our religion or whatever we believe in. So. Uh, Whether you are happy or sad, whether it is good times or bad times, the faith never shatters. It's always there. Even if somebody dies in your family, you might be disheartened for some time, you might be angry with God, but your faith doesn't doesn't shatter. It's unwavered. It stays there. So your you need to have that faith in your dreams and your goals and your your yourself if you're really wanting to build yourself. There's no other way, no other way. You, you have it or you don't have it.
0: That's a very, very good point. And, and you know, one thing that comes to my mind since we're talking as if we're like the world's smartest, most expert people in life, we should maybe answer the question about when we're not feeling our best, because a lot of times, especially when you try to set out for a journey for the longer term and you're trying to go towards self-improvement. Oh. Every single day is not the best day. You know, Every single day is not 100% or an A plus or however you want to look at it. You know, There's a lot of low moments in life. Anything can yeah. happen, right? So I'm very, very much interested in finding out how do you deal with sort of the low moments in life where, where maybe the anxiety kicks up, maybe the self-doubt comes up more. And, and, you know, sort of where the ideas that we had about the future start to fade away or fall apart. How do you deal with that in your life?
1: Um, Okay, so uh, God has been super kind uh, to me, to be honest. I've got amazing people in my journey. So uh, there was a time when uh, one of my friends was suffering from MND, that is motor neurotic disease, okay? She was diagnosed and... Um, she uh lo- motor neurotic means all her uh her like uh she couldn't talk she couldn't walk she couldn't write she couldn't swallow by the end of her journey so almost uh when it was uh doctor gave her four years okay it was one and a half hours before she passed away one day while we were sitting she said i want to go with you and um, i thought she might she wanted to come for a couple of days But she said, no, I want to be with you till the end. So I brought her home. So she stayed with me for almost a year before she passed away. And it it was not easy for both of us. We both used to laugh, cry. I lost my brother during that time. And, you know it was total heartbreak there were you, i can't even talk about how much depressed and how how low it was it, you can't even define it right you have somebody who is waiting for death and you have somebody in your family who's gone you know while we were while we uh, one thing i made uh, very sure of whenever i used her name was mohini so whenever i used to talk to her and she used to feel down i used to start joking and i used to start telling her Come on, we don't deserve this. Did you really think we be sad? So we used to bring humor out, right? We used to start talking to the, uh, to the sadness in a funny way, right? We used to talk about it. Are you mad? Come on. This, this can't pull us down. This is not at all us. We would very, very sweetly, you know, uh, uh, downplay the pain and would make a joke about it. And believe me, it worked for both of us. Even today when I feel very sad and I remember her or even my ma, my brother, I just sit back and tell myself, oh, he's having a ball of a time. Right. And it's me who's suffering.
0: Yeah, because it's always in our head that we assume the worst, right? We're always thinking about, well, this could be happening or that could be happening when we might not even have enough evidence to actually check that claim that our thoughts are bringing up. So I think when you say humor is one of the tactics that you use to Show yourself a lighter, lighter perspective or a different way of looking at the same sort of thought process. You can. Re- it's almost like humor, in a way, <clears throat> is actually really deep. You know, because when we listen to a stand-up comedian or or someone that's you know making a joke, usually they're talking about things that we're afraid to say out loud, and they're just saying it for us, and we all find that it's funny. And and a lot of those times, we we get to really expose this this uh, idea of ourselves that's insecure. But we're okay to laugh about it with other people around. So why not do that even by yourself? Laugh at your own thought process. Or if you have some sort of strong attachment to an idea, let's look at it from a different angle. Like, can this really be the entire truth? You know, and it, and it probably won't be. So I think humor is one of those things that is underlooked. It's undervalued in that sense is we, we, we take life so seriously. Oh, I can't laugh about this, this is death. Yeah, but do you know what happens when you die? You don't. So then how how can you assume that it's all bad, you know?
1: Exactly. You know, uh, me and Mohini would always talk about death all the time. And I would always tell her. She would say, Raki, I'm going to go. I said, OK, tell me the time and the day. And she would <laughs> laugh at it. It's like, are you mad? What are you talking about? I said, oh. And no, there is a possibility I might not wake up tomorrow. That's so true. What, what are you talking about? And we would all laugh. And she would... Actually, we would plan parties there, right? And she would tell me, okay, so I'm going to have that. I'm not going to... There's... You know, uh, I will not have to pay for anything. You know, I will have all the best things of the world. And I'm not paying anything. You guys are going to you know, be here paying for your, your, your luxuries and for your food and for everything.
0: Yeah. And
1: we actually... Um, we actually ha- created this humor in our lives, which actually uh, saved us from a lot of heartache, you know?
0: Absolutely. Because, it,
1: uh, because he, unless you laugh at things, you can't, you know, you can cry. It's not that we didn't understand it or we were just making fun of it. We understood the the gravity of sadness. We understood it, but we didn't want it to let it uh, soak it or we didn't wanted it to, you know, take away the small pleasures or, Take away the possibilities away from us. That that's not the way to live. Yeah, and I'm pretty good at humor, so I was always known for that.
0: That's a very very good point. You know, and I think not enough people bring that up in their life. We we tend to think that everything is very serious, especially like look at current state right now. We're in quarantine. You know, you're yeah. you're in New Delhi. Uh, you're in Delhi, right?
1: Yeah, 45 days. Yeah, you and, be and
0: out. you've been in quarantine. That's a crazy place to be in quarantine because it's such a dense, dense populated state and you know i'm here in the united states in california specifically in san diego uh, and you know like from my perspective i know that the rest of the world is uh, is even in in our in this country there's different states that are suffering much more than we are but from from my perspective the quarantine hasn't negatively affected me a ton but i know for other people it has So then how do you really justify that emotion? Like, should you feel sad because other people are feeling sad? Or should you feel gratitude for your life that you actually have a lot of good things going on even when other people aren't? So then maybe if there's something you can do, you can be compassionate and maybe do something about it if you want to help other people by maybe spreading your positive message or maybe serving in your community somehow. But other than that, you you really have to look at everything in perspective. Like, we don't get to decide when we get to leave in this, you know, we didn't get to decide when we come here and we don't get to decide when we leave. And the time in the middle is really the, the the only thing that we get. And what we choose to do with it, it's not so serious because remember, you didn't get to choose this whole game when you came here, but you do get to choose how you spend that time. So if you're going to spend that time being so serious and, and you know, upset and depressed or anxiety filled i mean it just sounds like a very bad way of spending that precious precious time that everybody has you know and i don't See, know. Uh,
1: there, there are different ways to look at life okay uh you can feel the pain of the people who are suffering right but w- but the question is uh is feeling going to solve it no so what is the next step when you feel sad, what if you're feeling for somebody, what can you do? Maybe you can contribute financially or you can, you know, uh, look at your community and help the people who are not, uh, who do not have the resources. Right. I believe if you want to be sad and just be sad and that's how you're going to deal with it. I'm sorry. It's not going to serve you or anybody else. So I always tell people that, uh, Extreme of everything is bad, right?
0: Agreed. Yep,
1: even your own even your even your own strengths become your weakness If you overuse them.
0: Oh, so good I've learned that lesson in my life in and in a few different parts, you know It's like if I used to be very much into like the dedicated Workout all the time life, you know and trying to be very healthy, but the problem with that was when you spend so much of your time giving significance to one activity, you start to identify with everything that that life brings. And you know, a lot of times when you're trying to be very physically active, that involves a lot of hormones that of, of, of stress and also of, of uh, anger and, and uh, dealing with aggression. Because when you're doing a lot of physical activity, the mind will keep going if you fuel it with, with uh, anger. And if you fuel it with aggression, it will keep pushing the body. At least in my experience, that's what I learned. But when you start to do work outside of the gym, or let's say if you're trying to do work at your office or in your business or with your relationships, you can't bring that same energy in because that's not, it doesn't translate. So it's almost like you said, you know, like if you do, just because you're good at getting an output out of life using this one set of tools, it doesn't mean it's going to work in every single part of life, right? It's a very, very valuable piece of advice.
1: Thank you. You know, uh, Maybe because my journey has been pretty long and I've been very aware of what I want to, you know, I always choose what I want to think most of the time. There are times when I also (laughs) lose my control over my thoughts. But I always ask myself, uh, whenever I am in in a position where I'm more in a concern zone than in the action, I always ask myself, do I really want to be on a rocking chair which is not taking me anywhere, Mm. right? I don't want to sit on a rocking chair and say I'm going somewhere because I'm not. So I always, I am very intentional about how long can I be in a position that is not serving me, which is not going to help me, which is not adding value to me. So, and that is the reason I'm in this profession. I won't and in every person because it's very simple to do. People think it's some rocket science or it is very difficult to become intentional. It's just about getting uh getting that awareness lit- lighting of that spark in you of growing yourself as a as a, a in whatever profession you are in right. once you get that spark one you once you uh taste that you know that that forbidden fruit i must say, then there is no stopping you then you keep growing in your in your path then so my basic issue is that each and every one of us needs we all make choices. And the only reason we fail is because we are not, we don't take accountability of what we have chosen.
0: I want to pivot the conversation towards relationships next, because I would like to hear how what we're talking about and your experience has helped you build stronger relationships with, you know, a husband. I just recently got married to my wife You know, I'm newlywed and I'm constantly looking at how do I want to build a long-term sustaining relationship with the, with my spouse? And, you know, if we want to have children and things like that. And I'd be curious to hear, you know, your perspective on what makes a relationship successful and, and some of the lessons that you have, maybe your core values about relationships. Could you share anything about that with me? I think honesty, honesty
1: this foundation of any relationship is being honest, you know, you, uh, I've been married for almost 26 years now. And uh, one of the most important things is we don't lie to each other. We don't feel that we don't threaten each other in a way that we need to lie to each other.
0: Right, right.
1: Once you don't get threatened, the trust automatically comes in. See, if you uh, if you're not honest, you can't be you can't say I trust the other person. Right, right. So honesty is the foundation of any and every relationship. No matter how good, bad, ugly the things are, you can always say to your partner that is what it is all about. You can call it trust. You can call it whatever. You can call it bonding. You can call it love. But that is the byproduct. The first and foremost thing is that you need to be uh, to be honest and to be on and how and you can only be honest when you actually like yourself when you actually accept yourself and you can say, oh, I am wrong, but this is who I am. Please. <laughs> There's no other way around. It's the
0: easiest cop-out in arguments. Yeah, well, I messed up, but that's how I am. You have to expe- accept me yeah. the way I am. But that's that's so limiting, right? And and to add to that, I think one of the most common things that I've noticed in in um, in relationships is that there is this there's this deep-seated insecurity that most of us carry around betrayal, because growing up, you know, as young kids, we we tend to not know too much about life, so we put our trust or our ourselves. In positions where we get hurt or we get betrayed maybe it's by another child on the playground maybe it's by an adult maybe you know whatever it is and that betrayal that that sense of you know because children by nature are just you know bundles of love we are full of so much unconditional love that we give it out like it's you know it's for free right so but over time as you grow up you get hurt in different relationships and different interactions and then this like subtle betrayal fear exists inside of the relationship that you form, potentially maybe with your spouse or maybe even with a friend. if you haven't known that person for a long time, I'd be curious like uh, you know I, I, what you think about that. like has that some has that been something that you've had to work through? Uh, and, and does it really just have to do with trust? You know, betrayal is one of those things where you you wouldn't think about it if, if you felt that you truly trusted this person to not uh, betray you and to take care of you in the tough times and that they won't leave you. But, but for me, at least, you know, betrayal is some of one of those things that comes up repeatedly in, in a relationship, whether it's even with a business client, because you're like, hey, we've been working together for all this time. And now all of a sudden you can choose to leave if you if you decided to. And that makes me feel betrayed. So how do how do we deal with betrayal in relationships? Does it go back to honesty? OK, so uh,
1: I've never I've never feared betrayal in my life. I don't know why. You know, there's a. You just asked and I was thinking, okay, when was, uh, when was the last I felt really betrayed? Not, see, you can feel betrayed, but you can't be threatened of, by yeah. betrayal, right? For me, you know, I don't fear betrayal. I, I trust easily. But at the same time, I take my time in, um, in knowing the person, right? I don't jump the gun when I make any connects. And I have amazing connects and people I've come who have come into my life who are, who are my Facebook connects. So I haven't known their history. I haven't been with them since childhood. And they have stood by me for life. And I know they will stand by me beyond life too. But if you, most, but yes, I have seen a lot of clients. I've seen a lot of people I've coached who have this fear of betrayal. And I believe that is something that you need to ask yourself. It is, if you feel that, that means there is something you lack within you that doesn't give you the confidence of, Trusting the other person. So it is more about you than about anybody else. Right. Like I, like I had this fear of people, uh, when people uh, speak loudly to me, when people are aggressive, I have this fear. I don't, I can't handle aggression. I, you, I couldn't handle aggression some years back. Now it is okay. I've worked on it. But the moment I saw somebody uh, raising their voice, I used to, uh, I used to get go ten feet behind I really really used to feel bad about it I used to get threatened I always said yes to people because of that I didn't wanted any conflicts any issues mm. right so yes that w- however I did work on it when I realized that uh, it was not about what happens is whenever we feel such feeling we think it is the other person who's creating that for us right like you might you if you feel betrayed, it is not about the other person. It is about you. You are the one who is, who is actually feeding that thought inside your brain. Absolutely. So the day you realize that it is all you're doing, it's your ownership, it's your thought, you need to take this out and put a new seed in your head. And like uh, the other day, somebody asked me, Rakhi people use me. And I'm really sad about it. In professionally, people come and use. I, I just smiled at him. I said, uh, "Why don't you look at look at it in this way? You can be cautious. Take care of what what steps you didn't take to be more secure in your profession or whatever. But if you feel this very regularly, then I would ask you, why don't you look at it this way that you have reached a certain stature that people can use you."
0: right yeah and and, you know the good point you bring up that the betrayal comes from within you because it's a thought that arises i would say that the same is true for love because there's this misunderstanding where people think that you fall in love with somebody from the outside perspective but the love comes from within you it doesn't come from outside of you and it definitely isn't coming from the other person each individual within themselves creates this space of love where they are choosing to be open and giving and caring and kind and everything else, right? That's in between. Go ahead. You had something to add.
1: Well, yeah, one point. Okay. So when it comes to relationship, there's one thing you need to do. You need to choose the relationship every time, every day, every moment there is a, there is a choice given to you to not choose that. <laughs>
0: mm, yep. Yep. That's a very good point. Yeah, you have to you have to choose that this is what's the bigger picture here for you. You know, is this yeah. one of the conversations I had with, uh, with another friend of mine on the podcast uh, a week ago or last week was you know he said in his relationship, he gives himself uh, a loss every day. You know, if he's fighting, if there's a fight or an argument with your spouse, it's like, you know, you're not trying to win everything in, in, in the day. You're not trying to, uh, you know, win every argument or every potential possibility of an argument, you know, it's okay to take a couple of losses in the day. So he gives himself one loss every day if there's an argument that's gonna come up, you know, so that way you don't wow. even start that way. It's like I was like, this is a great point. It's like you've already pre negotiated, like this is my one loss for the day. So I'm not gonna spend the energy to fight this one. I'm just gonna accept it. And I think that's a very, very mature response to, you know, having a, sort of a close relationship like that.
1: I, I I write a lot. So I've got a lot of quotes there. And one of the quotes says that uh, give other person a chance to prove you wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Very, very good. What other quotes do you like? Any other memorable ones come up to you about about just life in general?
1: I said, I, I, I love one quote, which I believe is uh, is very profound. It says, uh, graceful, graceful when you fall and grateful when you rise.
0: Oh, that's so good. Humility when you're down and gratitude for coming back up, you know? And I I would say that that for my daily life, that is my sort of mantra when I sit down and if I do my meditation in the morning, even if I can't sit there for 20 minutes and I'm sitting there for five, at the end of it, what I'm really saying thanks for is, thank you for giving me another opportunity to try again today and be better than I was yesterday and, and do something differently. Because that really is, you know, when you get to a very lowest point in life and you don't think that things are gonna get better, just that small glimmer of hope of that potential future that you don't know because nobody knows the future is really what helps us come back you know day after day and want to keep going and want to keep living and fighting and, and improving if that's really what it comes down to
1: i'm i i must compliment you before we start back you know to the conversation you know this is like it's like a treat because uh, i think we are pretty in sync with the thought process and the very few people who can. Dive deep into life and talk about it. They, they, I, I don't find too many people. They, they are all on the surface, you know. There are yeah. very few people who would want to uh, understand life, want to understand relationships, want to understand what growth and awareness is all about.
0: I appreciate you saying that. Part of it, I mean, it's the real Abinov podcast. If we're not talking about real things in life and only surface level, then I'm not doing my job right. (laughs) You know, I got to get deep into it. And you know, these are real things that I've gone through. I've gone through dark periods in my life. You know, I'm not that old. I just turned 28. But Just in that life, I've lived, I've already experienced, you know, what it feels like to be a championship athlete. I've experienced what it's like to make a lot of money and I've experienced what it's like to be loved and adored by your community. But I've also experienced what it's like to be completely by yourself and completely depressed and dark and not feeling like there's any reason to continue living like this because there wasn't enough meaning in life to be derived from uh, what I had thought about life. You know, I've, I've been sort of in the dark rabbit holes. I've been on both extremes so far. I'm super thankful for that. And what, the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now is to be able to give people that contrast because I genuinely understand now why people feel bad, and why people feel low, because I've been there and I've started to really look into those states. You know, it's always good when you're happy and, and you can't, you can learn some things from your happy state, but most of the time we tend to ignore the good stuff, right? We're like, oh, well, that's kind of the granted. That should be happening to me. I deserve that. But then when things get bad, you don't look at it in that same context. You know, it's like it, you wouldn't know what is good if you didn't know what was bad. It's like they can't exist without one or the other, right? You need both. So I know you got something to say about that one.
1: <laughs> okay. So there are two things, you know. Um, you know, we live in a paradoxical world. The Absolutely. moment we define the moment we define beauty, we define ugliness. The yes. moment we define good, we define bad. Right? So there is no escape from there. There is no escape no matter what. You know, if you think that the life is gonna be a bit of roses, it's not possible. If you think that money can buy you happiness, that is not Truth, right if you think uh just hard work is going to take you where you want to go that's also not true so there are a lot of it's a it's a lot of combinations that that make you or break you yeah so it is for you to choose what you want to choose in your life it is for you to understand that like when i started this journey um almost 13 years back people didn't knew about coaching in india and a lot of, even my friends, my family, people who used to keep telling me, uh, used to tell me that, what, what are you doing? What is this coach? Oh, there is a sports coach. He is the coach. What do you mean by coaching? There's a coaching center. Nobody understood that, right? Right. And most of them used to laugh at me and say, you will always look for something which will, uh, which will, may, which you will end up not doing because in my, in my early years, i chosen a lot of careers and I've left them okay so most of people look at it as failure right and when I look at it I look at it as as not as a adventure but it is as lessons because I you know I realized that I didn't settle for something less because I wanted more
0: I think a lot of times we forget go ahead finish your thought though I'm sorry
1: no 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 that's okay so I just Kept, you know, changing my professions until, I, until I realized this is what I want. And once I got to the point where I could align my goal with my purpose of life, there was no looking back. I didn't, I didn't take any jobs. I did. I struggled a lot to be a coach. People didn't understand. You know, advice is something that comes free in India. People, everybody gives advice
0: in the whole world. I would say, but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So I keep telling them, if you want an advice, you have to pay me for it. I'm not giving <laughs> free advice. That's my profession.
0: That's great.
1: So I, so I can ask you questions, question, but I can't give you advice, right? So I've gone through all those, you know, ups, ups and downs, those lows and highs before I read where I am today. And I, like you said, I'm very grateful because if if there weren't no lows, I wouldn't be able to appreciate where I am today. The journey is, is beautiful because of whatever happened to me, because that is what made me who I am today.
0: Yeah, and you know, I'll get even deeper into this. You know, one of the things that we often forget is we look at life as if this is something that we control. Right, when ultimately your breath is not something that's in your control, your heartbeat is not in your control. Every organism that is within you, your cells, the structure, the chemicals, everything that goes on inside of us, none of that is in our conscious control in that sense. Now, do you have the ability to actually tap into them in certain ways, like if you do physical exercises that releases certain chemicals, if you do some meditation, or if you did some sort of thought process, you know, readjustment, that does change your chemistry. But at the same time, the amount of conscious control that we have over our system versus what we believe we have control over, it's very, very small. You know, we almost have no control. So when someone asks me about, you know, life, and man, I don't don't know if I should be really doing this in my life, it's like, look, Life is already happening, whether you choose to do something or not. You are already living, you are already aging. Even if you sit and sleep in your bed all day and all night, you know, you're still going to age. It's not going to stop and slow down that process. So life doesn't wait for you. And maybe what I'm talking about is actually the concept of time. You know, when we seem to think that there is such a thing as a waste of time, I've been really trying to negotiate this out of myself. It's like, you don't get to really choose that there's such thing as a time waste and a time not waste. Because time doesn't stop either way. Whether you decide to do something or not, the time is still ticking, right? So just because you want to label a duration of time as something that you consider to be productive versus something you consider to be a waste, that's again in your own thought process and it's based on your perspective. You know, one of the things that I'm learning more and more now that I'm trying to create content is there's a lot of minutiae, little annoying things that you have to do. But if you don't do them and you consider them a waste of time, you don't get the end result. So at the same point, uh, you know, if you just took everything as like, I don't really care about time, so to speak. I know that I don't know how much time I have. I'm just going to do... What I set out to do. And if that takes me four days or it takes me four years or 40 years, it doesn't matter because ultimately I'm just trying to put the steps in order so that hopefully over time things build on top of each other. And when I look back, I get to see something beautiful. Because a lot of times, as you mentioned, you don't see the journey when you're sitting in the present about what the potential future is going to be. You really can look at it as if you're putting your steps towards something. And then you look back and you see, wow, I can't believe I've come this far. I can't believe I've actually put this much behind me and this much growth and this much work and resiliency that's gotten me to where I am today. You know, two things that I think we overlook more the most part is time and how we value time and as well as life itself. Life is you. You and I are life. Even if we don't do anything with it at all, even if we don't accomplish anything, we are living life. This is the embodiment of existence in itself.
1: Exactly. Um, you know, you, you, uh, you've made me speechless. But it reminds me of another quote. <laughs> I, 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 love quotes. You know, John Maxwell. Uh, I, I, I love John. So I read a lot about him. So he says, he said something which actually had stayed with me for a very, very long time. It says, uh, he says that rather than asking a question, how long will it take, ask yourself, how far can I go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you won't know. You really won't know. And I think that is when we talk about things like faith and hope. There's no we're not talking about anything religious here. We're talking about a belief in yeah. the unknown because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. Nobody does. I don't care what kind of scientific, you know, jargon you believe in, but it's like there's no predicting what is going to actually happen. We have some ideas about it. So you only will know is once you do it. Then then only can you really tell what was going to happen. And how it actually plays out is when you take the action towards it. Otherwise, it's just a hypothesis, right? Even in scientific terms, you have to perform the experiment to see what the outcome actually is. And then a lot of times you'll find that if you just keep working, you might not get where you wanted to go, but you might get much further than you ever thought you could get. And that's happened exactly. to me in many, many different ways, you know, and, and I think for you as well. Yes,
1: yeah. exactly. You know, uh, there a lot of time people talk about, you know, destination. People say... That you, there's this code which uh, is like it says that you cannot change your uh, destination, but in a day, but you can always change your direction. But I look at it in a very different way. I say that maybe your destination is death, right? That's your destination, That's that's your final resting point. But your direction can always change by what you make of yourself what values you add to yourself, what kind of a experience you gain, what kind of a life you lead, what kind of a choices you make, who you become during those that journey that you're taking towards the ending point. That's what is most important.
0: Absolutely. I think my next most, most uh, important question, really, I think, at this stage is, I would like to know what you consider to be your purpose in life in that sense? Like, what kind of story do you want to be writing? What do you want to be remembered for when uh, your time is up here?
1: I think uh, if you really ask me, I would always, uh, you know, my purpose in life is simple. To simplify life for others, you know? I am simplifying my life for myself because you can't do something that you can't do. You can't do anything for others if you can't do it for yourself. Absolutely. Right? So uh, my entire purpose is to help people in achieving what they want to achieve. So I always say that my goal is simple: to help you achieve yours.
0: Servitude, serving others.
1: Yeah. So you have. To, it is servanthood. There's no other way around it. You can't be a leader if you can't be a follower. Oh, you can't sad. be a leader if you. Yeah. You can't be a leader if you don't serve people. It. You know. It is. It's very important for you to understand that you don't tell people what to do. You just take them on a journey of self-realization. Once you understand that your job is just to push them into the right direction and not to tell them what is right and wrong, that is, that is the purpose of my life. I don't want people to... Uh, I want them out of this ignorance. I want them to build their lives, but only those who want to build their lives. I, I don't want to knock on doors and tell people, oh, you need to change. But those who want to change, my doors are open i can i will help you in whatever way i can whichever uh whichever you know uh whatever i have i can help them with because that is how you build everything you can't you know you can't be uh you can't preach without practicing it that is simple as that like even in coaching even in coaching it is said if you've not coached yourself for 100 hours you have no right to coach others.
0: Absolutely. That's a very, very good point. I, this is a good point for us to maybe change the conversation, to bring it to a close and ask if there's anything yeah. that's left in this that you want to share, anything and you have questions for me or anything else you want to share with the audience before we end.
1: Um, to be very honest, I think you, you asked too many loaded questions there. So it's like I'm still my head is still spinning. I'm just thinking, oh, my God, there was not... Even one topic we didn't touch in this entire conversation.
0: Oh, that's and, good to know.
1: <laughs> uh, and and you—that's um, so kind of you. You asking me to ask you something, but there's nothing left for me to ask because you covered. You actually, you you actually did a clean sweep there.
0: <laughs> good. I'm glad. I'm really glad. I mean, part of my my journey really is. This these things that we're talking about are timeless. They should last, they should outlast you and me because forever people are gonna struggle with anxiety, with self-doubt, with judgment, with improving themselves. How do I do it? What do I do when I get stuck? How do other people do it? You know, these are things that I think are gonna live on forever. The only difference is is we're gonna change in, in, in how we use technology and how that influences our behavior a little bit. You know, now we're communicating virtually, you're sitting across the globe. And we're talking over a Zoom call here, which is fantastic. This wasn't even really possible 10 to 15 years ago. You know, it was it was very, very slow yeah. bandwidth and very, I mean, next to impossible for me to talk to a family member in India or a video call, you know, back in the day. It was just very pixelated and impossible. And now I just feel like I'm sitting in the same room with you and we're having this conversation. So it's like humanity itself is growing and coming in, and growing in so many different wonderful ways that... We have to embrace it, but we also have to remember that, you know, human connection and and our journey individually is going to help so many others if we talk about the struggles that we go through and how we've come up with it. It's not really to show off or really to to like, you know, just say, look at how good I'm doing it and you're not. It's more of a perspective thing. It's like, look at how it could be done if you decided to do it a different way. So why suffer if you don't have to?
1: so I just realized I have a question for you. Okay, go ahead. So what, are the, what is the lesson you, you, you learning from this pandemic? What, is, what are things that I think we, as, a, we as, a, as, a, as human beings need to learn from this?
0: Yeah, that's a very good question. I think, I think there's a few things I can say about just the pandemic and how it's affected everything. One of the biggest things is we have to appreciate how good we've had it up until this pandemic hit. I think so much of society forgot the affluence that they've had, the economic growth that we've had, just the sheer amount of good that's been coming in the last 10 to 15 years. But don't don't get me wrong, there's been plenty of things that have been done where people have taken advantage of others and they have done things where they've manipulated, let's say, financially or, or systematically in different ways. And a lot of that is coming out into the light now because you can't avoid some of these things, right? If you were running a shady business that wasn't appropriately done, you know, and all of a sudden now you're at a stop, stop show, you know, the show stopped really, like, and now you're at a halt. If you didn't do some of these things that are needed to survive in tough times, it's really going to come out at this stage, you know, it's like, I don't want to go back and say that this is, but I have to keep it real, like, it is partly survival of the fittest, like, the ones who have built their time appropriately and put their steps in place to grow themselves spiritually and, and, and in their own peace are going to survive this time and come out even stronger. But the ones who haven't, this is the opportunity that is now being presented to you by life itself, where everybody's locked down to their homes and they don't have to leave and go out and go do other things, where they can look and see, okay, if this stayed like this, For the rest of the year or for the next few years or maybe if this happened multiple times over the next decade am i every time this happens going to be miserable will i just come back and be miserable and and hate where i live and you know not appreciate my life i think that's the lesson here to take away is to really look at this in juxtaposition to how we've had it and how potentially it could get in the future so even if today you are living and you don't have the sickness and you have healthy family members you're winning you aren't affected negatively by the virus. So what if you lost your job? You didn't lose your skills. So what if you didn't lose all? Of, you know, you lost your customers. You didn't lose your ability to gain more clients and to build something. And if you if you feel that way, then maybe spend this time that you have to learn some of those skills and maybe improve upon them. Maybe make more connections. Be on social media. Do things that you haven't done before. Find a way to use these new tools. You know, that's really kind of my takeaway on how you can utilize the quarantine in the most most effective way
1: i get it pretty long actually (laughs) i agree with you completely no no i really agree about it because and one thing that i have learned from this is that our greed we have we've been immensely greedy as humans yes and this is time for us to take a pause i you know uh, if you look at my videos i always say take a pause take a pause and when this pause came i just realized oh my god you know this is like this is a pause for no now it under now i think everybody needs to understand what pause means right we Absolutely. all have to sit back and start self-evaluating our skills our lives our uh, the way we build ourselves our communities our work our you know our businesses our culture everything we need to do that and uh, there is no going there's no going back from this we have to Face it. We have to, uh, you know, we need to acknowledge it, and we need to rectify whatever we can, so that we build a better uh, life for ourselves in coming future.
0: Absolutely, Rocky. I think this is a very, very good point for us to conclude this conversation and this episode of the Real Abenale Podcast. Wow. I'm so thankful to you for reaching and and you know taking this time and, and just. A, you know, acknowledging my, my reach out to you over LinkedIn. I I really didn't even know about you until a few weeks ago. And it's, it's, it just feels like I've known you for my entire life. And, and there's something to be said about that, because that's really what I think connections are about. And that's really what, you know, building a proper relationship in life is about is, is, you know, seeking for this, seek for this, find out what it is for yourself by doing it. And then you'll know, and then there'll be no doubts
1: exactly same here I. it doesn't feel like that I don't know you it's like I've known you all my life and you it's like it's beautiful it's like you know I always say you uh, you attract your wives attract your tribe right say that one more time it's as it is, your vibe
0: attracts your tribe. Ah, your vibe attracts your your tribe. That's a, such a good quote. You yeah. really got the quotes down. I love it. I'm a big fan of quotes because <laughs> there's something about a set of words, you know, being put together in the proper way that really hits a deeper part of you that you can't even talk about. You know, it's like it's when, when, yeah. I, when I start to talk about things like peace and love, sometimes even I get... Sh- awestruck i'm like what am i trying to talk about it's like this deep feeling i can't even describe it but i'm trying to put it into words so write it. yeah, yeah. yeah. So
1: Write every day
0: <laughs> awesome that's Thank one
1: you. advice i want to give it. I you i will write i'm gonna day, start no matter what
0: i i do write but i don't write like kind of quite like a writer i write for myself but I, I need to start formulating it more for others because i think that's a that's one of the things that I, i'm leaving on the table right now is if i could write more Cause there's a lot of people that don't have time to watch a video but they like to read and, and you know you, so everybody yeah. kind of consumes data differently so I, I do need to spend more time on that and I'll take your advice and maybe have you uh, proofread some of my stuff if, if I could
1: <laughs> anytime anytime awesome. I'm always a game for that
0: thank you thank again, you Rocky. so
1: much much Gratitude. love take care same
0: here. Hey guys, thank you again for checking out this episode. Remember there's a video component that you can also watch and you can keep up with me on YouTube at Blossom Media Studio or on Instagram at the real abanov. Thank you and I'll see you next time.